Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. Merry Christmas to everybody and their mama. I hope you have a good one. And also good morning again to everybody here. Merry Christmas. Um, a lot to talk about. You know, I was thinking that we're not going to get too heavy today. It's Christmas time. You know, we should just talk about Jesus. Keep it light. You know, that kind of stuff. All right. And so, but there are a few things that I want to share with you first. And there's this notion out there that we have a free will and that we make decisions to do what we do. And uh, a lot of people believe that. And I know some people who believe we have a free will. We can choose to do what we want. Only two people? Three, four, five. Can I get a six and a seven? So the rest of you don't believe we have free will. Right? That's amazing. I can't wait to get to that. But number one story I want to tell you about, this is from CNS News. There was uh, an entire family that turned transgender. You hear about this story? You heard about it? Isn't that amazing? So the father became a woman. The wife became a man. The son became a daughter. And the daughter became a a son. They switched their things. Isn't that amazing? And I'm thinking, (laughs) wow, that is absolutely mind-blowing. How evil can influence an entire family to to do that? And now the the uh, I read that the husband, who used to be the let me see the the wife who used to be the husband is now learning to cook and do makeup and stuff like that. And then the wife that used the husband that used to be the wife is learning how to cut the grass and build stuff. And the other kids are just crazy. <laughs> Isn't that like, but just think about that. Satan influenced them to do that. And, and I guarantee you, they think they made that choice themselves. They are convinced that this is what I wanted to do. And I did it myself. That's how evil works. And I blame the Christians of this country for allowing this to happen. Because Christians have not been forceful enough to stop evil. We should never have transgender. It should have, the moment that that came up as a conversation, we should have shut it down. But a lot of Christians are afraid because they don't want to lose a job or they don't want to, people to attack them. And now evil is, I mean, an entire family. They could never come to my house for dinner. If that was my uncle and his family, it would be over. Because that is pure evil and insanity at its worst. Uh, what else? So you guys heard about that story, right? You did hear. It's on CNS News. And uh, down in Alabama, they had an election this week. It was this week, James? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the Senate seat down in Alabama. So you had a Republican running against a Democrat. And um, the Republican is anti-abortion, anti-so-called same-sex marriage. 
He's anti all the, the, the evil stuff. He's a Christian, conservative, kind of a guy. The Democrat is pro-abortion at any point, even if the baby come out alive. He's pro-everything that's wrong. He supports same-sex marriage, just everything, right? And he ended up winning. Did you hear about this? In a Bible Belt state, town-talking, town-toting state. Do you, do you know, do you, did you hear about that he, the Democrat won? Yes. Do you know why he won? Oh, hold on a minute. Do you know why he won in the black? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Roy Moore against uh, Doug Jones. Okay, so I I, I he won, but I wasn't following it. Oh, you didn't follow it at all. Oh, okay. Who knows why he won? I know you know, right? Why did he win? A very high percentage of black voters in Alabama voted for Democrat. The blacks voted for him. Ninety. 96% of the black population in Alabama voted for the man who support abortion, same-sex marriage, and everything that's wrong. And of that 96, total overall, 98% were black women who voted for him. Isn't that like amazing? How about voting on your values? You can make a decision of how to vote based on your own principles. But 98% of black women voted for him, and 96% overall black. And the way they got the black votes, they were about to lose. They went out and told blacks it's about racism. That this man want to put you back in slavery. The Republicans hate the blacks. And they fell for it. All in the name of Jesus. Isn't it like amazing? Or just me thinking that this is amazing. And, they, and, I, I, and I can guarantee you, if not all, 97% would tell you that they believe in God. You know, black people love to believe in God, right? They do not believe in God. You cannot be, believe in God and be that brainwashed because that's pure brainwashing. And so what they did, they, they said that word racism, and automatically the blacks went into a trance. And they went to the vote and just voted. And then they voted, and then they don't have to have ID to vote because blacks are too lazy to go get an ID. So the children of the lie have said black people shouldn't have to get an ID. That's a put down. That's, that's, that's a lack of respect, not to require you to do what everybody else has to do to earn your way. But they think that's a good thing. This is evil at work. And blacks should be upset about this. They should tell them, no, don't talk to me like that. Don't treat me like that. It's like spoiling a child. Have you ever spoiled a child and then the child turned 30 and still live at home and now you hate the child and the child hate you? You ever done that? Anybody ever seen that? I'm dealing with a man right now 58 or 59 years old, he was spoiled. Then his mother set him up so he could never leave home. And he's living with her right now, a hater. 
wanting to commit suicide because he can't get away. Well, that's how that brainwashing thing is. Most people brainwashing don't know it. This is evil. We got to wake up. This is crazy. How do you get 98% of people to do wrong? And I realize this because most people are in a hypnotic trance and don't know it. They are unconscious and don't know it. They, um, their eyes are open, but yet their eyes are closed. Most people are hypnotic, in a hypnotic trance. I went into a meeting this week, and uh, one of the people in the meeting went into a trance, like hypnotized as soon as they sat down. And just went out of control. And I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wow, this is so interesting. I saw another spirit come out and just take over and made them just go nuts. And it was interesting to see that. You ever seen anybody in a hypnotic trance saying and doing crazy things? That is mind-blowing to me. <laughs> One other thing. And then I want to tell you why I'm saying all this. Um, the Washington Examine is reporting that in America today, 77% of black babies are born out of wedlock. 77%, that's everybody. I thought it was 70, between 72 and 73. James would correct me when I would say 73. He was like, no, it's lower. <laughs> but it's 77% of black babies are born out of wedlock. That's shocking. That's everybody. Because the rest of them are conservatives. <laughs> Isn't that like amazing or just me? What do you think about that with the rear hair? What do you think about that? It's shocking. Huh? It's shocking. It's crazy. 77% of black babies and 49% of Hispanics, Hispanic immigrants, are born out of wedlock. I remember when the black was at 49%. How is it that everybody and their mama having babies out of wedlock? And what's going to happen to the country as a result of that? Why are y'all looking at me like this? This is difficult. <laughs> is it something though? Seventy-seven percent, and then these Hispanic, the Hispanic is forty-nine percent, and the whites are like thirty something. I think right. For Hispanics, it's higher than that because you're talking about immigrant Hispanics. Oh, how much was it for? And you're talking about native-born blacks. Native-born black parents are having out of wedlock births at seventy-seven percent, and immigrant-born blacks are much lower than that. But they're still kind of high. But native-born Hispanics are at 57%. Native-born? Native-born Hispanics are having out-of-wedlock births at 57%. That's amazing. Yeah. And then the white people not having babies. I don't know why y'all not having babies. Nobody like white people. So they're going to run you out of town now. They're going to run you out of your own country. The whites are at... 30% out of wedlock birth rate. That's not good, folks. That is absolutely not good. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I have Hold on for the mic there. Yeah, I have a 
three friends who are white who have decided to like not have kids and they don't even want to get married and the whole deal and they're strictly white and they even joke about it and say I'm not going to spread I'm not going to spread the genes man and it's really just, yeah it's so weird well when you get back home when you talk to them tell them I said that's a mistake they should have a truckload of babies like the Mormons yeah. the Mormons have a lot of children I mean get married first and then have babies let them know because the attack is on the white man and if the people of color take over, it's over for the country. Yeah. So talk to your friends. Oh, they're, they're brainwashed. They, they're totally... Uh, Lay hands on them. I'm in San Francisco, so you know how liberal they are out there. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, I remember when I was younger, back in the 80s, that, that it was the, um, the, the, the rate for the black person uh, for abortions was like 25%. And I used to, I, I was shocked back then. It was like one out of every four babies is aborted. And now, and the, the, the white people, uh, the number was much lower. But now, today, uh, 30 years later, white people are worse than 25% as far as abortions go. Yeah. So, you know, it's everything is relative. When when you look back just a couple decades ago, it's many many times worse uh, today than it was back then. It's beyond shocking. It's like numbing. Like sure you can't even imagine that human beings are doing this. It's uh, everything that, is relative. It's amazing how low human beings can go. We as human beings can go once you turn away from the values. It's amazing. Have you ever examined yourself and thought about some of the stuff you've done in your life? And you think, what was I thinking? Was I like insane or something? I'm telling you, man. We can go low as human beings. I mean, mind-blowing low. Because once you turn away from God, you have nothing to hold you. You're just down here from that. You're like the walking dead. Oh, I saw another hand. Yes. Did I see your hand? Yes. Okay. I just want to know, um, do black people still attend church? Yeah. So if they attend church, um, haven't they noticed that there's no weddings going on lately? I mean, don't churches do weddings? But and that's, the part of their, don't care. that's part of their income? They don't care. As long as they bring the money. They don't, they, and the preachers won't tell them the truth. Because if you tell them the truth, they'll stop coming, going to church. And that means the money will go dead. Yeah. And that's, the same. All, that's why they're doing it. Hmm. So, but I, I'm going to tell you why. Uh, well, you all know why this is anyway, but we're going to get into all that. I just wanted to tell you about those things that I realized we are at a crossroad in life where, as the scripture says, we need to choose life or death. And God tells us to choose life. And we got to start choosing life in, in order to live because this is death, what's happening right now. This absolute death, what's happening. This is not good. And I really blame it on the men and women of God because we have the authority to defeat evil. But we're not defeating it, not doing it. You had the... Uh, Godless Hollywood people calling the black women 
down in Alabama, God. They said black women are God. We need to put black women in charge of everything. That's what they said. Isn't that right, James? Yeah. And I'm writing about it in my article this week on Warner Daily. They said black women are God, and we need to put them in charge of everything. Can you imagine what's going to happen if that should come to pass? Look at the urban areas around you right now. Violence everywhere. But anyway, I wanted to tell you about those three things, which was pretty shocking to me. I was really shocked at the 77%. I had no idea it had gone up like that because I had been told the numbers were going down, but they're not true. Yes, James? Is somebody online? No. Oh, okay. So the Bible says, I put before you life and death. <coughs> Choose life. And I want to talk about how to do that. How do you choose life? Because if we don't stop this with the authority that we have, it's going to get worse and it's going to affect all of us. Can you imagine 77% of children born out of wetlock and, and then the Hispanic people and the few whites and others? That's not going to be good for none of us. And so we need to talk about why that is. Why are so many babies born out of wetlock. And then there's no embarrassment about it. You, should, you know, I had one son out of wetlock when I was 17. No, not 17. 18 or 19. And I was embarrassed by that. And so I came to California, and she stayed in Alabama until I could come out here and get a job, get a place, and send for her right away, get married, straighten that out. And then I made a choice, a promise that I never would have another child out of wetlock. It's not good for the soul of the child. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for anyone. And so I've never done that again. I've never done it again. Never will. Because I know what type of destruction it brings on. And I'm, I won't, it's embarrassing. Anybody have children out of wedlock? Okay. Are you embarrassed by that? When it first happened, were you embarrassed? At first I was. And why? Because it just wasn't right. Yeah. We know right from wrong. It's embarrassing to have babies out of wetlock. It's embarrassing for young people to, to have sex, and you know that they're having sex. Their parents know it. There's no way I would have allowed my parents to know or my grandparents to know I was having sex. I would be like, no. Boy, you're not doing anything wrong with that girl, Right. Right. You promise, I promise. Because it was respect there. Those things were embarrassing at those, at, during the good old days. But they're not embarrassing anymore to a lot of folks. No values. Yes, sir. What would people, what would people say if, say, somebody did have sex out of wedlock and people knew that, like, it was identified, oh, that person's having sex out of wedlock. What kinds of things would, that, would happen to them? Well, nothing would happen personally, but they would be known with bad names. Like what names? Whore, whore maker, you know, um, don't trust your son with her or don't trust your daughter with him. Don't marry that kind of a person because they cannot be trusted. Because anyone, I want you to hear this, ladies, and I, you know, unless the heart has changed, 
any man that will have sex with you before marriage will cheat on you after marriage. 99.9.9, not all, not all, not all, but 0.999%, but not all. And the reason they would cheat because they have no control of themselves at all. They have no self-control. And one woman is never enough for a man who will have sex before marriage. Just know that. One woman, and they'll lie to you and tell you, oh, you are all that I want. You are all that I need. I want no one else but you. I love you. My mama love you. And as soon as you have sex, the relationship, the relationship is over. Because after a while, you become born, and he needs a new high. So he had to look for another sex dealer, another woman. But if he can control himself during the dating period, during the engagement period, you got yourself a good husband. You got yourself a husband that you can trust to the grave. But if he cheats, if he has sex with you, don't fool yourself. You got a cheating man. Sorry, guys. What? <laughs> what are y'all thinking? That's the truth, so help me. Yes, sir. Um, what about... You're saying just guys. What about women? Well, if the guys are in control of themselves, the women can't have sex. <laughs> He's like, look, like, what are you talking about? But is it the same Isn't thing if, if a woman has sex with the guy before marriage, like vice versa, she'll probably cheat too? Or? Well, most of the time, men are not going to marry women that they have sex with. I mean, to have sex with someone else. I know nowadays they kind of do it because men are so weak. But most men would not marry a woman who has already had sex with someone else. They're, they're looking for that woman that would say no to them. Because they see her as a whore. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want you to know that, ladies, and that's true. This is Christmas. We have a little lightweight meeting today. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not getting all deep and serious. That's, yes, ma'am. Oh, well, I was just going to put in my two cents about when we were growing up um, in Arkansas, and my mother and father. They both they were on us because we. Are you for me? Yeah, my mother and father. They were um, you know really on the girls because you know eight girls. Uh, not to get pregnant. That's right. And uh, so they had quite a bit of leverage on, on, leverage on us because we were born on a farm in, you know, rural Arkansas. Yes. And uh, so we all had dreams that we were going to graduate from high school and then go to the next big city, which was Chicago at the time, and, you know, start yeah, that's doing whatever we were going to do. We went up to Indiana, Chicago, Detroit. Okay. So... Um, what they said was uh, that, first of all, I, it's still ringing in my ear. My daddy and mama used to say, you better keep a quarter between your knees. That's right. And if you get pregnant, we are not going to keep your baby. You're going to have to drop out of high school and take care of that, and you're going to remain here. You're not going anywhere. That's right. And so that really stuck in my mind. 
<laughs> you know, so they made, you know, it, sure that we knew that they weren't going to take care of our baby, that yeah. we were going to have to do it. You had to do it yourself. Yeah, and so that was quite a bit of leverage to somebody who wanted to go somewhere. Not that I was thinking about a baby anyway, but they just made sure because they That's were the right. parents of, you know, a lot of girls. That's and, right. And so, they were taught, don't do that. They wanted their daughters to be decent young ladies. Because they knew men wanted decent young ladies. And they wanted the sons to be good men, too. But nowadays, that's, that's over with. But you got to come back to those values. Yes, ma'am. I really liked what you said, that um, the man is looking for a woman who's going to tell him no. I'm sorry? When you said the man is looking for the woman to tell him no. That's right. I really like that. He really is. If you say no, ladies, he'll change you the rest of your life. Really. And then he'll marry you. He'll treat you well. He won't cheat. He'll work hard because he knows he has a good wife. Isn't that right? But they're not going to tell you that. Those that try to have sex with you, they're not going to tell you that. Because even a decent man is not going to tell you, well, I really want to have sex, but don't do it. You know? I re- they, they want you not to do it, but they're too weak to say don't do it. So just say no, and you'll find yourself a good man. He'll go out and mess around with some other person, but he'll treat you well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm serious. We've got to come back to these kind of values. We literally, I know parents right now in different races too, not just one race, who allow their children, whether it's the son or the daughter, to bring their boyfriend home and sleep with him. He could stay in the house, or she could stay in his house with the parents. Who want to stay in the house with the parents? I'm married, I haven't said that doesn't make sense to me. I'd be too embarrassed to come out the bedroom. When I leave, I would go through the window or something, you know. First of all, I would never move in like that. <laughs> Yes, sir. Did you have your hand? Yeah, I did have my okay. hand up. I was hoping you didn't call on me because... Uh, you put your hand up, but you don't want me to call you? Right. Well, you do it like this, but don't really call me. The thought in my mind came that if I was a woman, which I'm not, thank God, I'm sorry. Um, you're sorry you're not a woman? No, it, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm glad I'm not. But either way, um, if I was and my man wasn't trying to have sex with me, then I would think that either they were sleeping with other people already or they were gay. So right. they, it's like they actually have to be trying and you have to be saying no. Yes. Like that, that dynamic is almost necessary in order to, because if they're not trying, then, then that's kind of strange also. But even if you thought that, a decent man would tell you to think whatever you want. Because the only reason you would be thinking that, that you want to control him. You know, you see that this man has control of himself and you want that control over him. So you say, oh, you must be gay or you must be cheated on me or you this or that. So you can cave in. And the moment you give in, then she doesn't respect you anymore. Yeah. So that's why that that temptation is there like that. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Very much. What do you recommend for, like, couples that had sex in the beginning and say they started listening to you and they're like, oh, well, maybe, like, we should wait? Yeah. Um, once you see that you should, should not have done it, you repent. Seeing that it was wrong, 
and not being angry about it, automatically it starts to change. Really, because the moment you realize that you're wrong, then God cleans it. Take it away from you. He doesn't care about that anymore. And then you can start the new life that you want. And if your boyfriend doesn't want to give in to what you want, then dump him. <laughs> because <laughs> that, that make sense? Oh, most definitely. I was thinking about that. And, and I know you're not having sex, right? We're not. Oh, and okay. um, that was one of the things that uh, we knew we had to do as soon as we were on board. Look, I, I had a friend who told me, all right, Omar, you talk to Jesse. You've talked to your parents. Let's change your life. You know, you should just enjoy being young. Do what you want to do. Have some girlfriends, blah, blah, blah. And then when I found her, you know, a couple days into us dating, she was like, Omar, I really like Jesse. You know, our very first date, we, I was talking about you and talking about how you changed my life. And, uh, yeah, when she saw that, I told my buddy, and he was like, oh, dude, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be having fun with her. She might be a keeper, you know? And I said, That's you right. know what? You're right. Yeah. And I totally just, it's amazing, too, that your life changed, and right away God gave you a good woman. You know, you it's want incredible. a good woman. And that's what happens once you take over your life. He adds all good things for you. He brings those things to you. You don't have to go on the Internet. You don't have to go to the bar. You don't have to go to church looking for a man or a woman. He will add it unto you, and it will be the right one for you. And it's amazing that she liked me, so you're definitely on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> that's a keeper. San Francisco? <laughs> that's a keeper. And so, um, did you make other changes in your life? You dealt with your parents? Yeah, Omar yeah. and I talked by phone. I'm not, this is my first time meeting in person. Yeah. And he lives up north near San Francisco area. And so, you went, what happened when you went to your parents? So, um, I was planning to drive back home that weekend and speak with them. And I was making all these plans and thinking out a discussion. But uh, the very next day after we spoke, uh, they called me out of random. And I said, wow. This yeah. might be the time. And I'm on a train to go grocery shopping. So they call me, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, how's it going? Hey, so listen, you know, I've been uh, struggling with, you know, like anxiety and just my life's been a wreck with school and work and, you know, my, my hobby on the side. And I'm going to stop going to school for a while and live my life. And that tore them down there. <laughs> my mom was going, so, so we did this wrong? We've been doing this wrong the whole time? And I stayed quiet, let her finish. And yeah. then I said, yes, mom, you have been doing this wrong. Wow. Yes, dad, you have been doing this wrong. But I, I forgive you, and I'm sorry for hating you. And they were like, you've hated us this whole time? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now it's it's really difficult now. You know, I've I've kind of been so busy i don't really speak with them so much i've got i've been working a lot more yeah and um now my parents call me mad and they say why haven't you reported yourself why haven't you called and my mom is mexican and sh and she's and she's <laughs> like you have a mother you need to call me every day Whoa. Like, yeah and then i told her you know what mom if i need to report myself i'm gonna start calling you every two weeks just to let you know that i'm alive okay because <laughs> i'm i'm calling you just to say hi not to report myself right. or, you know, you don't own me or anything. That's I do right. love my parents very much. Of course. And it won't change, but, yeah. Good, man. Um, I don't want, don't call her when she say call me every day and all that. Oh, that, I, You call her every blue moon. Yep. So whenever you look out at night, if you see a blue moon, 
if you see a blue moon, you call her the, the next morning. No. But if there is no blue moon, don't do it. <laughs> it's I have another guy, that, uh, a friend of mine now, who his mother was the same way. And she's, is his mother Mexican? Her, or Honduras or something? Colombia. Colombia. Is Colombia and Mexican the same thing? Yes. No. <laughs> no, it's not. But his mother like on him in the same way. You got to call every day. I'm your mother. I don't. That is that's like insane. And so he finally just said, look, I want you to call me. I think he said once a month or every six months or something. (laughs) (laughs) And so she started to have the sister calling too, you know, kind of controlling her. But he finally got it under control. I think he hears from her once a month or so. And he's happy about that. Isn't that something you can't even break away from your mama? That's like perverted. And so because she's saying that, don't give it to her, don't do it. You call her when you want to. That's the way it's, it's, you're calling her because you want to. Not out of guilt, not to make her feel better. Otherwise, you're never going to mature into a man. Yeah, exactly. You always need a mama. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny you say that. I did start calling her less and less. Yeah. And now every time I call her, well, the first couple times uh, when I started doing that, calling her less and less, she would answer with uh, attitude and say, oh, oh, you're leaving to Anaheim. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, uh, and I'm just like, mom, I told you that like two days ago, you know, and then she's like, oh, but you haven't called me in two days. I don't know wh- how you've been or what's been going on. And that's when I... That's why I ended up telling her, look, mom, this needs to stop. Yeah. I, really, I really need the space. You can't be on me like this anymore. Just let me live. And she, right. she still doesn't understand. She's still, in her mind, she's imagining that I'm going to move back home in six months. And every time they say that, I just tell them, you guys need to stop putting that in your heads because that's not happening. <laughs> yep, that is not going to happen. That's right. Yeah. Well, God bless you, Omar. You're something else, man. And you need this because your, your girlfriend needs to see you not being a mama's boy, not being angry, doing the right things, being in charge of your own life, and not being controlled by anyone or anything. And then in about 50 years, she will respect you. <laughs> that's, that's all right. <laughs> but that's what it's all about. But she's going to love you because she sees that God inside of you. Operate. She can trust you. She know you're not a pushover. If you want to go to dinner, you can make the decision rather than saying, well, where do you want to go? Where, I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Have you seen those kind of guys? Like, let's go out tonight. Okay. And then he says, uh, where do you want to go tonight? She said, I don't know. You make the decision. And the man can't make the decision. No. Where do you want to go? Well, make the decision, honey. No. Where you want to go? Don't you like want to slap a man like that? Make a decision. Women like men who are in charge in the right way of themselves. And that's the God in you. You are a son of God. And the son of God lead the way. He's not a follower. He lead the way. And that's what families want. Wife and children want to see that. So right on, man. Um, so you don't feel guilty about dropping out of college or anything? Nope. <laughs> Hold on for the mic. I know that if I decide to go back, it's going to be with my, it'll be my decision. Yeah, right. And I'm going to really love the field that I'm going to decide to work in and yeah. study in. 
instead of hating it and and feeling like I'm I'm living my parents' life through me. Yeah. You know, because that's that's. What did your father say about you dropping out? Um, at at first he was very quiet. The next day we spoke in private because my mom was just couldn't stop, and um, <laughs> I had the conversation with him again, and he just took a deep breath and he said, "Wow, Omar." He's like, okay, you're fine. He's like, oh my, I really thought you were crazy. He's like, I really <laughs> thought something crazy was happening, but you're totally okay. He's like, yeah. I agree with you. He's like, it's okay. He's like, I just wish you would have given us a heads up instead of just uh, doing it on your own. But I was like, nah, Dad, this is this is what it means to be a man. Is just make the decision to yeah, live right. your life, you know. And, wow. Yeah. So wow. he understood. We could do the offering and go home now. <laughs> uh, one soul is saved. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm really, I'm having goosebumps. You have no idea what's about to happen in your life. It gets better and better and sweeter and sweeter and freer and freer. It's going to be amazing. It really is. And a lot of parents make their children go to college and they don't want to, especially the mothers. Most of the time it's the mothers who do it, not the fathers. And uh, the kids go to school, they don't want to be there. Or they're taking some stupid subject that they never use. And like women studying or something. Or, when do you take James? Art. <laughs> who, go to school, who go to school for art? You can do that at home on some white paper. <laughs> anyway, uh, man, yes, I'm coming around the room. I think it's interesting that most of the time it's always the mothers that are doing the, the most chatty, but the, the fathers are like, oh, okay, I understand. Because the dads aren't looking that deep into it, and they just want to see their their kid happy, you know. They, right. They don't, I don't feel like they're they get so guys get so caught up in the details of what's going on. But it's Fathers usually the moms. Fathers are not all into, into your life it. like yeah. that, unless yeah. they become a girl or something. Yeah. But they're not all into your life. They hopefully set a good example. They teach you to work and become independent, and they just watch and let you live. Right. But the mother. Oh, my God. They don't overreact. Yeah. You could be 90 years old. And then they usually say, I thought you might be dead. Or I thought you might be hurt. If I am, what are you going to do about it? We'll let you know. I have the doctor call you. <laughs> so they make up all kinds of excuses. Right. Um, this friend of mine, his mother told him, well, what about what happens if I die? And I'm not talking to you. What happens? So you just dead mama. I'll hear about it. I'll show up at the funeral. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to have that freedom. You got to have that freedom. Freedom is love. When you do it out of guilt, it is not love. It's not love out of guilt. And the thing about the mothers, not all, not all, not all, but most, they'll follow you wherever you move to. You can move to Mexico. She'll leave America and come to Mexico. Why are you here, Mom? Well, I just wanted to be near you. The family. I want to see my grandkids. All kind of lies. But don't fall for it. This is so sweet. Uh, yes. Did you have... Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I just think it was funny that um, the, most of the time the moms are like that. But for me, it's the total opposite. My dad is the one who critiques every decision I make in life wanted me to go to school he tells me like when I get married and move out when he gets old he's gonna come live with us and I'm like no you're not That's right. he wants me to name my first child Clifton after him I'm like no you're cr-. like you should say dad stop being a girl it, he would flip out if I overcome no. your mother <laughs> yeah you should tell him that tell him I said stop being a woman 
That's not how fathers act. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I say unless he's a girly man, because mm-hmm. normally men are not in your life like that. You know, they let you grow up, make your own mistakes. And when you're first born, the first thing the mama does, the moment you pop out of the womb, she can clean you off and take you to church. I think for him, it's because his his mom died when he was like eleven, and yeah. then his dad used to like beat the crap out of him, and then his dad died when he was seventeen. Would so, tell him to drop it because it's it's hurting your life. Yeah, yeah, he he need to get over that. I've told him many times. <laughs> uh, oh, good. We well, don't resent him though. No, I don't. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he can't help it. Yeah, he really can't help. It. So I, I need to take a few more questions. Then I gotta we gotta iron out how to become like Omar. All right. <laughs> How, because we all can do it. It's possible for all, everybody to become like Omar. Uh, first, let me ask, you were here last Sunday, right? This is your first time here? No. Oh, two Sundays ago, right? It was like a month ago. A month ago. And how did your situation turn out? Well, I called you actually on the phone. I'm Angelia. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't know yet. It's still pending. So what? It's still pending. It is. So I don't think anything is really going to, like, progress. Are, are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, I did it a few times. And you stopped? Yes. Why? Um, I'm not really sure. I, I mean, no Stay good reason. with prayer. You don't have to use my CD all the time. Just oh, yeah. learn the steps of how to do it. But stay with that. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I've been praying. So um, I will say that... I do notice some things, and one thing that I can say that has probably always kind of been a trail has been a lot of uh, provoke, like um, provoking, a little louder for me. A lot of provoking. So I do pay attention to that, and that's just something that you know he carries. Yeah. So I'm just praying for patience, so that I'm able to just not react right. when he's poking and you know trying to get a reaction out of me. The one thing that the only thing that's going to bring patience for you is that you got to have love. You got to have perfect love working through you, and that's not going to happen until you overcome the anger. Once once God takes the nature of Satan away from you, He's going to give you His nature back, and His nature is perfect love. And in that, you will not overreact to anything or anyone. You speak up, but you won't overreact. You have compassion for them. Yes. It will not affect you at all. You will see that this person has a problem. That's one thing that I've um, have spoken to myself about is that um, I think my anger comes from um, I thought I was getting into a certain kind of relationship. And I, like, what's his name, Omar? I'm so proud of you because you're able to like step back from your mom and like tell her like live your life. And that is just the issue with our relationship that his siblings and his mother is like always like in his business, like yeah. texting him 24-7. If he was if he's with me, he has to tell her. And I used to tell him, hey, listen, don't tell your mom that you're with me. Don't tell your family where you are, because as soon as they know things about you and what is your happiness, yeah. they want to try to destroy it. They want they want to, you know, you to be in their boat. <clears throat> so, like, for instance, he has an older brother who's like 37 and. His brother moved in with his girlfriend's parents when they had a baby. And I'm just like, I just feel like I need to get out of that anger because I thought I was walking into a good situation because they're so, like, 
family oriented yeah. and it's not so i'm trying to talk myself and say no i know that i'm angry at him because of the way it, you know it it worked out but i just need to you know pray about it and yeah, you need to that. get to yourself and work on you yeah overcome your anger you know reconnect with your creator deal with your parents forgive them and then what is meant for you will come to you mm-hmm. because if he's like that if what you're saying is true and I have, you know, only have your word on it right now. He's never going to be a good husband anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's, and he's So not. don't waste your time with that. Right. Anytime a man is a mama's boy, if he got a report to mama, she's checking on him. And his sisters, like, they're all in his business. I'm yeah. just like, when I talk to him, I don't feel like it's him talking. It's like them directing right. him. Like, there's no connection. So why no don't you connection. walk away from that kind of, why waste your time with that? Because you're never going to be happy. I'm not. I'm not even forcing it. I just want to be able to co-parent without him trying to, like, create drama. You know, I just want to be a peaceful uh, co-parent, you know, in this. Okay. But he doesn't doesn't want to peacefully co-parent. Well, forget about him then and do the prayer so God can guide you. Yes. It's so amazing. I'm telling you, if you get rid of the anger that's inside of you, Mm. there's another reality. There's another environment that's inside of us. And that starts to come out, and you live from that. It's going to be, it's nothing like you can imagine, and you cannot live it until you overcome the anger. But, and then everything will work out for you, like magic. Yeah, that's where I am right now. So. Yeah, well, get rid of the anger. Go back to the prayer. Let this guy do whatever he's doing. Go back to the prayer and keep your eyes on yourself, and things will start to change. Okay. Because uh, the only reason you're not seeing how to make it work or whatever you're blinded by your anger, and so you can't see completely. Yeah, and you want to see completely, and the only way you'll do it, you got to overcome the anger. Anger is darkness, and it blinds you. And don't let anyone tell you that anger is good. It's not. They're lying to you. No, it's not good. Yeah. Um, it's not good at all. Yeah. I, I wish I didn't have that anger. Yeah. Some days I don't have it. I'm happy. And then when everything is great, then... Here he goes again, you know. Yeah, but so it, even in those be, days that you don't, you're not feeling it, you still have it. Yeah. Because it's a spirit that's made a home in you, and God take that spirit away from you. He take it out of you, and, all, and you only have his spirit. And so you never get angry again because the spirit of anger is no longer there. And, and, and so that when he does come around or you see him, it would be like looking at a stranger. He has no <laughs> impact on him. your life. <laughs> I don't want to see him. <laughs> you don't want to see him. I don't. I don't want to be like I try. Like when we do, like our kids drop off, like drop off and pick up. I don't want to be by myself with him. I, I'll tell him, meet me at the police station. We can just do the exchange from there because it's always something weird that's happening with him. So, but I that's just, only because you resent him. No, because, because I don't want to be frisked and you know harassed and all these weird things. <laughs> I know, but what I'm telling you, you you're becoming the daughter of God, yeah. and so the daughter of God has to learn how to be around darkness sometimes too, so that the light can shine on the darkness. And so you'll just be able to go drop your kid off, and if he act up, it wouldn't bother you. And eventually, he might catch oh hey, maybe something wrong with me here, because your light is shining on him. But if you have any anger toward him, it's difficult to be around him. Okay. And you need the light because if he has anger and you have anger, your kid don't have a chance. Because nobody has love. Angry people do not have love. 
there's no love. Right. So work on yourself so he can take that spirit away from you. Have you forgiven your parents? Yes. I mean, when you talked about that the last time I was here, I was a little shocked because I'm like, well, my mom. But then I, I do understand because I was so busy trying not to live like my mom, you know, where she couldn't help it. And I never was angry at her. I, but I thought I wasn't angry at her. But yeah. surprise, I was angry. That's right. So I did. You know, I'm coaching <laughs> myself and I'm just like, okay, I don't have to be so strong all the time. And I don't have to, you know, I all can right. relax. I want to relax. Shoot. There's nothing um, worse than a strong-willed woman. I don't want to be strong all the then time. Then become Margaret Singer after a while. No, I don't want to ever be like yeah. that, but no, thank you. <laughs> You're right. You don't want that. No, you, just want, wanna... you, you just want a life to be happening. Yeah. You don't want to have to be some strong-willed woman, hear me roar kind no, of thing. No, I'm not trying to do all that. It's yeah. And so did you much. go to her and forgive her? She's in Ohio, so uh, I'll call her and, you know, she'll be surprised. But <laughs> Yeah. And don't tiptoe around it. Just say, hey, look, I've been resenting you. Because of whatever, and you'll see what it is. Yes. And I realize you can't help yourself. I never wanted to be like you, but I'm like you. And I don't like that. So I'm sorry. And God will forgive you. Okay. And it's going to be the hardest step you ever have to take. After that, life is easy. No, that's easy. Oh, that's. Oh, okay. I, my mom, I'm straightforward. So. All right. So okay. if she starts screaming, just She's, let her scream. She won't. She will just be. She'll probably just chuckle and say, "Okay, Angie, no worries." Okay. So. We got yeah. good luck. <laughs> but you got to do it though, if you want to be free. I am. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. But Thank go back you. to the prayer. I will. I'll yeah. go back to your prayer. But I do pray, but I'll go back to your prayer. You pray I, with words? Yes. So how do you pray? Um, I usually go in the morning. When I wake up, I'll pray, and then I also pray at night. I just So you're like, oh, Lord, help me. No. Oh, no. bless my mama. No, and sometimes if I notice that Give I'm... Give me a husband. No. Oh. No, because... <laughs> We were supposed to. We actually, we were we were supposed to be married prior to having kids, and I just saw things that I didn't like, and so like real legit things, like calling my friends behind my back and hanging out with them, kind yeah. of thing. And I just said no. And then I could have got married to him, and I said I don't want to get that get in a marriage with him, and then torture him and make him right. miserable, and yeah. be like, well, you did this to me, so I'm going to do this to you. So I just said no, and. Then I told him when we were, like, in a good place, I said, well, we can go for family counseling. And he didn't want to, so I said, I cannot marry you. So yeah. I can't marry you. We'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Well, go to the prayer and just work on you. It's going to be like magic. Yeah. You're going to have a great life. I've, I mean, I've dated and had, you know, good relationships, and then he stalks the guys, and then he'll <laughs> tell them things and email them and find them well, on forget, Facebook. And since you have kids stalker. now. Forget about the man. You don't need a man right now. That's where I am now. I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm really like, since I've been watching your videos, I'm like, I don't want to deal with no guys right now. Like, yeah. my kids are busy. They're five and seven. I have things with them going on. But the kid, and plus, the kids don't need that. No. They don't need some man over them like a father or anything, stepfather. They don't, yeah. they don't want that. They just want you and their father. So yes. don't put another man over them. Well, that was the thing. Like, my, my son came home and he told me, Mommy, my daddy told me if I don't learn his girlfriend's language then I'm gonna be in trouble that's terrible so you know I see that how it affects them when they're at yeah. their dad's house and I told myself I don't think I could do this I just don't think I could date like you know people ask me what do you like to do for fun I'm like have a cup of coffee I'm, I'm fine yeah you know <laughs> men and women who bring in step parents over their children are selfish people yeah they don't love their children they don't love what's right 
they love themselves. I see the difference. It's all about I do. Yeah, I do. I see it. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just no. I don't. I me personally, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. Well, so, don't. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see you. Go to the prayer, and yeah. it'll work out. Thank you. And because when we, it's okay to use words if you want to. Oh Lord, bless my mama. <laughs> Lord have mercy, and all that kind of stuff. But we don't know what to pray for. We don't know what we want. We don't know anything. We sing got us thinking we know what we want. Yeah. Even when uh, we don't know how to pray for someone else. You know how people say, pray for me. You know, <laughs> yes. and you don't know what to pray for for them. And so you just wish them well. Let God will be done. You know, God, when people ask me to pray for me, I'm like, okay. God, let your will be done for this person. Because I don't know what kind of person that is. I don't know what's God planned for them. And so if you pray, and I've said this before, if you pray to keep them alive, and so God will hear your prayer and keep them alive, and then they'll kill you. <laughs> then you'll be like, why did I pray for this one? You know? You know, I just wanted to make a comment because about of, the whole dating thing. Is that, yeah. um, like, I'll get people, like, guys will come and try to talk to me. And, and one thing I've found myself doing now is, oh, no, I have issues. You don't want to, you know... I'm angry. I don't right. don't waste your time. That's right. Do for you. <laughs> I do. It's like my way of saying I don't have time, and yeah. it just is not possible. So yeah. that's Good. my memo to myself. Right. I'm on. a hot mess. And so. see that, Joel? That's right. <laughs> don't waste your time, and don't waste even mine. if he's potential. I'm like, no, I, it's, I don't want to start all over. I'm, yeah. Once you I'm, let all the anger go. You won't be needing a man in the wrong way anyway. Yeah. You won't feel like you need the love of a man or the love of this. That's how I feel now. I'm like, yeah. I, I've dated and I'm just like, no, I'm good. You're going to have perfect peace. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy, actually. Right so, on. Yeah. Wow. And I you am. watch my YouTube videos? I do. That's amazing. I do. Now, you know, when the ladies like me, I'm doing the right thing. Oh, I, I tell everybody. I be sending it to my <laughs> friends, my guy friends, and they're like, oh, yeah. Like, like, no, it's not what you think. Just, just, That's right. just watch it. It's not what you think. And they're like, "Oh, what are you trying to say?" I'm like, "It's nothing." You know. Wow. Yeah. You know what I love about this? Over the last 27 years, I've been told, "Don't tell the truth about women. Just talk about the men. Don't, you know, you hate women. Don't say this about women." But I see what I'm doing because God allows me to see it. Yeah. And I haven't amazing. stopped. And now ladies are starting to catch on. Those women who want to change, they're yeah. like, "Wow, this is the truth." I want to change, and they start to change. It's very clear. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's definitely a message from God, so I'm just That's I'm right. very, very thankful to have found you on YouTube. Right on. So, yeah. And for the record, she's black. You I am black, black and I'm a Republican. Go Trump. <laughs> <laughs> right on. That's cool. Okay. Um, let me do this. James, you have somebody on. There's the mic behind you. That is cool. Two questions. Uh, one one was, person was confused because you said that you were going to send for the girl who had your baby and said, wait, Jesse was divorced? And I said, no. <laughs> so I thought that we should clarify it out here because other people are not going to see the chat. Oh, so what happened was I was in high school, my last year of high school. I was dating this girl. I took her from another guy. And he rolled his eyes at me walking up and down the hall. And, uh, and so we... Just my last year in high school, we made a baby, and I finished and came out here to get an apartment, a job, an apartment. And when she finished, she was going to come. 
but her mother made her get married to someone else because in those days it was an embarrassment to have children out of wedlock. So while I was here, she made her her mother made her marry someone else, and it turned out badly for her too. Um, and so that's why we didn't get married. Is that clear now? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring you here. We we're going to get married, and and then get divorced. <laughs> and the reason I know we were going to get divorced because I wasn't the type of man I am today. You know, remember I said if a man cheat on you before, if he has sex with you before marriage, he's going to cheat afterward. That was my condition. <laughs> but I have self control now. So somebody asked me something. So did that answer that, James? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody online was asking, or several people online were asking about pornography, and what you what you say about it. Um, of course, it's not good for you, but if you're stuck in it, don't resent it. Don't resent it. Just know that it's something that you want to overcome, and then it, as you're seeking the kingdom of God, if you don't resent, whether you're alcoholic, drug addict, sex addict. Whatever your addiction might be, if you just accept it and don't resent it, you can overcome it. But if you judge yourself, if you're mad at yourself for being that way, you get deeper into it and you find more stuff to get into. Because God loves you. He understands why you're doing this. You just don't understand it. And so it's not the, the pornography that's the problem. It's the reason that you're doing it. That's what you need to be dealing with. What happened to me that made me attracted to that kind of stuff? And when you get to know yourself, you're going to overcome that, that caused you to do it. And then this stuff will just fall away. But it's a horrible thing to be mad at yourself because you're caught up with whatever you're caught up in. Do not hate yourself for it. Don't judge yourself. Just know this is something I want to overcome. And it'll start to fade away. But when you're angry at yourself about it, you give it life. You're giving life unto evil to control you even more so. So stop being mad. That's what I, and then do the silent prayer and you'll find yourself, because you'll find yourself overcoming. I used to smoke uh, pot a little bit. I never really liked to smoke pot because I was so paranoid when I was smoking. So it wasn't my thing to do, but my friends were doing it, so I did it. And, but when I got over the anger, when I forgave my mother uh, and my father and God forgave me, Everything just kind of fell away. I had no desire for it anymore because I had no conflict. I was only using the pot to get rid of the conflict that I had, to try to find something to make me feel better. And so when I got over the anger, then I I had perfect peace. The pot fell away too, everything else. So get rid of the anger, and then you'll stop watching the movies. All right? Um, Here's what I want to say real fast about... Uh, I, I'll come to you after I'm done. I wind down. Here's what I recommend. Here's my present to you all. Whatever you're into, don't try to get over that. You need to get to know yourself to find out what's causing you to do what you do. There's cause and effect for everything. And when you start praying to try to get to know yourself, you're going to see what it is that's making you do the things that you do. And most of the time, not all, but 90% of the time, you hate your parents. You're longing for the father and you resent your mother. That separate you from God. And that unforgiveness is bringing on the conflict. And to get rid of the conflict, you're having sex, doing drugs, lying, cheating, and stealing. But you get over that anger, you can have control over your life. 
Don't worry about this other stuff. Get past the anger because it separates you from the tree of life. All right? And don't hate yourself for whatever you're into. Don't be mad about it. Just know it's something you want to overcome. And you're going to realize in life, you know nothing. We're really dumb doorknobs who think that we are smart. We're not. We can know nothing and we can do nothing about ourselves. About ourselves, we can do nothing. But we have a spirit in us to guide us. Either the spirit of evil or the spirit of good will guide you. You're not in control of anything. And the sooner you realize that, the better life become for you. God is in control of all things. So choose life. And the way you choose life is just realizing that you're wrong. You're already dead. You're playing God. You're judging and hating and resenting and all that kind of stuff. When you can realize that you're playing God, then you choose life and life will change. All right. It's just that easy. And then it starts to get easier and easier. You discover more wisdom come, life come, and you have a great, great life because you have peace, peace of mind, peace of heart. Everything will be fine. All right. So um, thank you for tuning in, folks. We provide counseling. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. We need your support, your financial support. So don't forget to donate to barn and to the church by going to rebuilding the family. No, rebuildingtheman.com. Uh, also, get a copy of my book, The Antidote, Healing America from the Poison of Hate, Blame, and Victimhood. It's an excellent book for the Christmas season, and it lays out what's wrong. When you're done with this book, you will be free. Uh, what else? We will be here next Sunday, right, Hermes? Yes. Yeah, next Sunday. Yeah, so we... No, we are having it. The ladies want the meeting. Yeah, they want it. So we will have the Women's Forum this Thursday. The first Thursday of every month, I mean the third Thursday of every month, ladies only at 7 p.m. And the first Thursday, men only at 7 p.m. So thank you for tuning in and thank you all for coming. Merry Christmas again.